Welcome to Harmonious Equestrian Connection. Today is the eighth in the series about heart horses. We will be talking about our special relationships with our heart horses, how we define heart horse, and how to improve our relationships with the horses in our lives. Joining me today is Amanda Bayer, a hunter-jumper rider. Thank you so much for being here, Amanda. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. So I've heard that you had a heart horse who is a mare. Yes. And you've had an interesting journey. Oh, yeah. Tell me about how you met her. So I, she was actually supposed to be the one horse that I was not supposed to get attached to, but naturally I did. She came to me as a project um, when I was a senior in high school, or between my sophomore, or sorry, my junior and my senior year of high school. And she uh, came to me after I had retired my children's hunter and was more so just a project that I wanted to take, you know, and do some upper level jumpers with. And she actually came from my trainer's agent who just had a couple extra horses on his property. Um, And so I just took her from him and kind of did like a free lease situation. And, you know, I I worked really well with her and she was a very very one person type horse, but she, she absolutely thrived really well after we started working together. So. Okay. Well, tell us more about her. So she was, she was, she was kind of crazy when we first, when we first got, got uh, acclimated together, she, you know, she would like, you know, she decided she wanted to go across the parking lot. You went across the parking lot. She (laughs) broke through a couple sets of cross ties. She, you couldn't really walk her without a lip chain. Um, but you know, she, she wasn't very trusting. It's, it kind of makes me wonder if she had, you know, trauma in her past or something like that because she was very, she's, I mean, she, she was crazy, but she was very timid. But she also, you know, at the same time, she was, she wanted to learn. She wanted to work. And so I spent a lot of time really just on the ground with her and teaching her, you know, essentially how to trust people and how to really trust herself. And then we started, you know, kind of building, using that as our building blocks and keep going up from there. Absolutely. Yeah. So what was her age and breed? So she was a thoroughbred. Okay. Um, and she, we, we guessed about at the time that we, I got her, she was about 11 or 12. We're not actually quite sure her papers got shredded. So <laughs> we're not quite sure how old she was, but you know, just, you know, based off, you know, we're just looking at her teeth or something like that. So it was 11, 12 or so. Okay. And so you worked with her on trusting people. Yeah. And- significantly she was not not a very trusting horse you couldn't I mean it took you a while to even catch her in the paddock when you know you go out you have to bring grain the first couple times you know until she started to get used to you know just coming out of the paddock and this is you know huge huge I think two acres long and you know she she decided that that was kind of her paddock and you would just have to bring something out to kind of coax her back in but she she eventually came back yeah, she had to learn what was good about people. Yeah, right. You know, people would come and she was like, you know, just a little bit hesitant. But the more she warmed up, the, uh, she got so much better. It's like she didn't even have like a middle ground. It was like she was very timid and very, you know, just kind of crazy. And then she was awesome. Like she just didn't really have, just, it was just like a step and it, there was no middle. She just, you know, she just got there. Yeah. Which is kind of incredible because that's usually not how it works. Yeah, usually it's more gradual than that. Yeah. So yeah. she was a little bit of an interesting scenario, but she absolutely got there very quickly. Okay. And how long did you work with her then? So I worked with her for that summer between my junior and my senior year of high school. And 
then I had her my senior year of high school, and that summer before I went to college was my last season showing her. Um, and because I didn't actually own her, she then was sold when I went to college. And so that was when I had stopped working with her the first time. But she, I spent five years looking for her, and I found her, and I brought her back. Oh, so yeah it it was it was interesting you know, i i knew during the time that i was in college like i was i was still looking for her i knew that i wasn't you know even if she was for sale at that time i i obviously wasn't in a place to buy her back i just was you know just kind of wanted to make sure she was you know good she was safe she was having a good life but it was you know, I, I never found her. I never, you know, I, I searched, like, I was creeping through Facebook profiles, like, just of people that I knew that had had her. And it was just so fun. I was, like, trying so hard to just, you know, just kind of just get an update on her, just see where she was at. And But she, eventually, I had just kind of got this urge out of nowhere to text my old trainer, who, who was my trainer when I got her the first time. And she had just gotten the barn back that I grew up riding in. And she, you know, I, I kind of had this, this logical thought, like, why would I text her to go take a lesson? Because at that time, I owned a gelding and I was at a barn somewhere else where, with a friend of mine that was a trainer. And I'm like, I, why would I do that? That's, that's ridiculous. <laughs> so I didn't text her. And I did not sleep that night. And the next day, I got the same urge to text that trainer. And it was stronger, and I didn't text her, and I didn't sleep that night either. Day three comes around, I get the same urge, even stronger, and I still didn't text her. And I was up all night. I'm like, okay, I'm losing sleep. I'm crabby because I'm not losing, don't have sleep. And I'm like, okay, screw this. I'm just going to text her. So I text her, and I'm like, hey, can I come take a lesson? She's like, yeah, come tomorrow. I'm like, okay. (laughs) Like, out of nowhere, I'm just like, all right, I'll go. Well, I went there. And so I took a lesson on one of her horses and it was really great, really great lesson, but just, you know, super casual. And as I was like unpacking, there was somebody like that worked there walking around and said, you know, mentioned her having dinner. And she's like, Hey, has Raz had dinner? I'm like, Raz, I'm like, is Raz here? She's like, yeah, she's here. She's for sale. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, like, (laughs) how is this even possible right now? And, you know, naturally me was like, Oh, you know, what's, is she, you know, how much is she? Is she mm-hmm. where, where is she? You know, and then she was for sale for about twenty thousand dollars less than what she's worth. And I was like, is she lame? Like, is she sick? Is she what happened to her? Nothing. She's just a very one person horse, and the girl that has her right now is going to college, and they can't sell her. And she's been for sale a couple times, and luckily, my old trainer had had her in her possession and knew how specific type of rider you needed to be to get along with her mm-hmm. and wasn't letting her go to just anybody. And yeah. that was actually really, really cool to hear because she's definitely not a horse that anybody could ride. And so I didn't really say anything much about it. Cause I'm like, I got to just process this for a second. I was like shaking my whole way home. I'm like, this is not real life right now. And I texted my trainer that night and I'm like, i I want her and I'm, I want to buy her. And she's like, okay, cool. That's good to know because there was apparently somebody that was way up in like Brainerd or something that were, they were just going to buy her sight unseen and they were coming to pick her up next week. Oh, wow. And so she told them 
that she was no longer for sale and she let me take her back. So that was kind of an quite kind of an incredible experience, but I'm like, well, the universe clearly knew that I needed to text this trainer right now right because I had a week before she, I would she would have been gone and I wouldn't have gotten her back. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty pretty incredible. I, it's, isn't it amazing how the stars align sometimes? It was it was just amazing. I mean, I look back on it and like there's just like the perfect timing of that was mm-hmm. just not something you could just predict, mm-hmm. you know. So it was pretty pretty amazing. That's an amazing story. So tell us more about her personality. She definitely sounds like she had some fear issues. Yeah, a lot of fear issues at first, but you know she, you know, like I said, she worked really, she she worked really well, like through them. She worked quickly yeah. through them, and it, you know, after she began to trust people again, she was just, I mean, a lot of people could handle her. Not a lot of people could ride her necessarily, and it's so funny because I, I even gone to like you know Pleasant Hills and had mentioned her, and they were like, oh, no one can ride that horse. And I'm like. Really? That's crazy. I'm like, that's just not something I, I, I had known her to be. But, you know, they had seen her with other people maybe trying to ride her. And she, you know, you catch her in the mouth one time over a fence and you are now fighting a rushing horse for three, four months. Mm-hmm. You know, it's you, you had to be very, very, you critique yourself as a rider and make sure that your equitation was on point or she would make sure that you knew that it wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was also, she was a sweetheart. I mean, she, she was very in your pocket type, very loving. She was very gentle. I mean, she would stick your head like right next to your face and just, you know, hold it there. I mean, if, you know, she was, you know, welcome in your space, obviously, yeah. but she, you know, if you ever wanted to cuddle with her, she'd cuddle with you. You know, she laid, if she laid down on her stall, you could like cuddle with her on the ground. Like she just was super sweet and she would just hang out. I mean, she absolutely had her moments where she was a little bit up and you know, out of the, out of the crazy sometimes, but she was, she became a very hot horse, but she was very, very responsive. Mm-hmm. So yes, she wanted to go and she wanted to jump. And as soon as the jumps got higher, she was just so excited and so ready to go. But, you know, as soon as you, you know, you sat back and rode her, rode with her, she was just, I mean, she would stay with you just so well. I mean, you just, you stayed with her, with her rhythm, she would match yours. So it, it, she, she was a really, really cool horse. Yeah. She sounds like she's the sort that's very sensitive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Which is a double-edged sword, right? You have to be (laughs) a good enough rider and a good enough person to handle a horse that's very sensitive. But if you are, then like you said, they're the sweetest, you know, most trusting, will do anything for you. Oh, for sure. For Mm -hmm. sure. And that's, and that's exactly what she would do. I mean, Mm -hmm. as soon as she trusted you she would just bend over backwards for you. She would make sure that you knew that you were taken care of, but she also still required you to show up. Mm-hmm. She would, you, I mean, you knew when you weren't because she would let you know. She, she did not let you show up with, you know, an egotistical attitude. You couldn't be, you couldn't be on your high horse around her. She was like, absolutely not sit back down. <laughs> like she would not let you, but that was, you know, a blessing too because it it made me the rider that I am today because I had to be that rider with her or she I wouldn't have gotten along with her mm-hmm. at what point did you know that she was a your heart horse I knew it when it was probably like a month after I had gotten her back the second time and I knew it because I had had 
you know, my gelding, I had had him for, I think, a year at that point. And I had also had a couple, I mean, I had, you know, taken lessons and ridden and leased a couple of other horses in that time. And don't get me wrong, like, I still, you know, absolutely loved my rides on those horses, but none of them were quite the same. And everything that I did with every other horse that I rode in the time that I didn't have her, it was like, okay, what did I do with Raz? What did I do with this with Raz? Well, how did, how did this, work? you know, and it, it kind of helped me think about how to, how to work with these horses and how to train these horses and, you know, anything like that. And it always went back to her every single time. And when I got her back and I realized like, you know, when I first got her back, she had some just like groundwork behavioral issues. I think she had been sitting for like six months or something like that, like while she was just for sale. And I think, and my trainer had, you know, ridden her like a handful of times and had somebody that ridden her a handful of times, but she wasn't, you know, consistently being worked. And so she just had some manner issues. Yeah. But after I kind of worked with her for a little bit and I got the horseback that I had, I was like, this is what I have been missing for so long. This is what I've been craving. This is, this is, this is my horse. And I knew it. And that's what I, I was like, when you find your heart horse, you know, you just know. And she yeah. was it. Yeah. I like that, what you said about comparing every other horse to her and thinking about yeah. the lessons you'd learned from her and applying them to other horses. I Absolutely. definitely relate to that. Too. Yeah. Well, it helps me even too with, you know, my horses now, like, especially my warm blood is, is, is very much like her. And every time I'm working with her on something that isn't working, I'm like, all right, what did I do with Raz? And every, it has yet to fail every time up to this point, it has worked. Something has, something has clicked somewhere that I'm like, this doesn't even make sense, but it's working like every time. So I think, I think that's, that's what I took away from that. Knowing, you know, what she taught me has helped me work with other horses with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So when you rode her the first time, you, you mentioned that you competed with her. Yeah. What classes were you in or what level were you competing at? I started with just the point eight fives um, because she had never been off the property um, other than like, I think just like switching a couple of barns and, and such like that. And we would, you know, I guess we would ride down. There's a vet that lives down the street from the barn that I grew up in. We'd ride down there, but she had never been like to a show. So, and obviously a show atmosphere is a lot different than, you know, going to another barn or something mm -hmm. like that. And so we started just a lot of the lower stuff until she could get used to just kind of the atmosphere. I mean, the first jump that we did, I still remember it was, a, it was an orange, <laughs> orange fence with a bunch of suns on it and she refused it. And the judge, I don't know, just didn't see it because he dinged us for the jump off. But <laughs> wow. he, I still remember. But that she she hadn't seen all that stuff at home. And she was a rock star after I got her over it the second time. But she, you know, we just kind of had her get her used to the atmosphere. But after she was going good, I was up in, you know, the lows and the highs competing her. So, I mean, she was easy 3-3, three, 3-6 three, three, horse. Mm -hmm. Easy. Easy. And I wish that we would have gone a little bit higher, but... Unfortunately, my show career with her ended before we got there. But mm -hmm. at home, we were schooling four foot. Mm -hmm. So it's, I mean, she, she absolutely could have done it. We just didn't get there. Yeah. She sounds like a athletic and talented horse. Oh, as well. my goodness. Oh, yeah. And she loved her job. 
just loved it. I mean, she, as soon as you started putting fences up, I mean, you could almost just like feel the happy feet. Like it was like a puppy, like the happy feet are coming out. She was so excited. <laughs> she was like, oh, we get to go jump stuff now. Like, I mean, she just would get so excited and she loved it. And she was so good at it. I mean, she had wings. She could fly. Mm-hmm. And she was quick on the ground and she was quick in the air. So it just, it made a very good, easy jumper because she, I mean, I would even try to slow down on my first round before the jump off. And I just would still be flying around these courses and not even on purpose, very unintentionally. And it's like, even if I tried to slow down, I didn't. As much as I thought that I was, I didn't. (laughs) But she, she just, she had a blast and she was, I mean, she was clean. She was clear. I mean, she, she was quick. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot of fun. She was a lot of fun because she, because she enjoyed it so much. Yeah. Would you say that that's been true of the other horses you've ridden or does she really stand out in that, her She really stands out in that, I think. And it's, it's not necessarily because, because of what she, she was doing at that time. My other horses right now just aren't at the level that she was at Mm -hmm. when I had her and that very much, very much can change, you know, once they get a little bit more training under their belt. But I mean, I, I still think she stands out, but it's, she also had a lot more training in the, in the jumper aspect. So, Mm -hmm. okay. So when was it that you got her back? You said you'd been looking for her for five years, but how long ago was it? 2017. And it was December of 2017. And so, because I had only had her back for about a year and a half um, before I lost her. But she, um, that whole summer, we had done a lot of different stuff together because I wanted to compete her the next year. Mm-hmm. But that was when I, it was just that, that December I had taken her back. And she very happily joined the herd with, uh, it was my other gelding and... I had a friend of mine that had three horses in another in a in the paddock, and like all of them were just they would all hang out together. It was actually kind of cute, but they, yeah, they were like just all just like hang out together, play with each other, whatever. Yeah. So you competed her then that summer. I didn't, but I wanted you to. Wanted so to. that was my kind of like training summer, yeah. and then I had taken her. So I she started at at, at the barn that I was at currently, and then I actually had them separate. I had brought her back to the barn that I grew up in. My old trainer was there, and I had started taking lessons with her. Um, and then we moved to a barn in Invergrove Heights at the time, and then I wanted them back together, and that's where I moved both of them then together. Okay. But I wish that was that was our training year, and I wish that we would have uh, been able to compete that year, but unfortunately it just didn't end up happening that way. So. Yeah. I'm so glad you got reunited with her, though. Oh, my goodness. Like, that's, at the end of the day, like, that's that's what I'm the, the happiest about. Like, competing is a lot of fun, but it's not at the top of my priority list. Yeah. I was just, I was just happy that I had her. Yeah. And that, that you know, that was, I was very satisfied with that. Yeah. And when you got her back, uh, how was she then? She was... She'd had some time off, you mentioned. She had had some time off, and she was she was still, I mean, she still had it in her. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell that she had just sat for a little bit, but because, and it was more just like her ground manners were horrific. <laughs> but she, 
you know, I just, just did a little bit of groundwork with her for the first, you know, month. I, and I did write her a little bit yet, but I didn't do anything crazy. You know, I you know, didn't just get on her and start jumping four mm-hmm. feet again. Like, I, right. I mean, myself, I had to get back to that, you know, level of endurance again anyways. But we we spent a lot of time just on the ground at first because I think she really kind of needed to realize, like, I'm, I'm, I'm the leader here. Like, you're not going to run this show. Like, and as soon as we figured out, like, kind of where we were, you know, with each other on different levels, like it, that's when we then were able to kind of reconnect on the same wavelength, I should mm-hmm. say. And then we were able to kind of really start taking off. Yeah. I think that's so smart to take the time to do groundwork with oh, a absolutely. horse when you first get it, whether they're new to you or new again. Yeah, way, exactly. You know? Groundwork. I, I love it. I love groundwork. I like to start a lot of my foundation off of groundwork because if she's not going to respect me on the ground, how can I expect her to respect me on herself? Mm-hmm. You know, so she, she and, and she was a very, very, very specific case with that because if, if you didn't have her on the ground, you absolutely would not have her on her saddle. Some horses, you might be able to get them, you know, my, mm-hmm. one of my warm bloods like that, but, you know, with her, her brain was absolutely gone if you didn't get her on the ground. So you had, you had to get her on the ground before you could get her on her saddle. Yeah. So what sort of groundwork do you do with her? I would just say, you know, stuff um, like in a rope halter, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of getting her to kind of just respect my space and understand where my leg would be, understand where my hand would be, and just kind of working her off of that. And also just, you know, definitely a space thing, you mm-hmm. know, a space thing, a respect thing, and understanding that she pays attention to me and I give the commands. And after that, when she respected that, under saddle, she was good, mm-hmm. but it was more just like keeping her attention span on me. And after that, she was good to go. Do you think she was it obvious to you that she recognized you? Yes, and actually, the reason I say that is because so when I was at Pleasant Hills and I had mentioned her to the girl because she the girl that worked there at the time was asking me about it and I brought up her name and that was when she was like oh the horse is crazy nobody can catch her nobody can ride her and I'm like no one can catch her that's funny I'm like all right whatever and when I went out there because I when I when I said I wanted to buy her back I didn't I didn't go look at her I said I'm coming to pick her up (laughs) I I didn't care you know I'm I'm coming to get her and I went out to the paddock that she was in and she walked right up to me I'm like no one can catch her. I'm like, is this just like, I don't know if this is, that was just them or was it just me? I don't know. But she, she saw me, she walked her right up to me and I did a quick ride on her there at the farm and all good to go. I took her home. Yeah. I'm sure she knew. She was like, oh, it's you again. Oh, my human is home. Like, where, where have you been? been? <laughs> yeah. Aw. Uh. What do you think has been her biggest gift to you? Her biggest gift to me definitely has to be the lessons that she taught me. And it was a lot about really kind of finding my inner self as a person and as a writer. Because she demanded so much out of me. She demanded me to, you could not show up with any kind of, high horse, egotistical attitude. You just, you couldn't. She required a lot of patience. She required you to be not there just physically, but mentally. And I got a lot of confidence being able to get on a hot horse the way that she was and be able to just go and do so well with her 
it it absolutely gave me a whole different perspective on the type of rider that I needed to be in order to successfully train and ride horses. Mm -hmm. And it was not something, I mean, it, it's something that, you know, mares absolutely demand out of you. <laughs> I mean, you know how it is, but she, she did not allow you to be mentally disconnected or she would let you know that you're not there. She, she wouldn't put up with it. Mm -hmm. And so I'm very thankful for that because it has given me a lot more patience to work with other horses at you know, just because of what she required out of me. It's almost like instilled into me now how to work with hot horses. Now, anybody that talks to you or anybody about my type of horses will be like, she likes the hot, crazy mares. <laughs> like, it's just so funny. Like, she's like, for some reason, that's just like my type. And I think it's because if, if you are a hot, fiery person and you go around a hot, fire mare, you can't put fire with fire. You can't. Mm. And it... It really just, it requires you to just kind of keep a level head. And absolutely, you need that on course. Mm -hmm. So I, I appreciate a lot of that too because she, like, I, I couldn't do the things that I can do today without learning that kind of thing. What would you say your personality is like normally? Would you say it's like her or different? Very much like her because I can be, I absolutely can be very like hot and fiery, uh -huh. but I also can be very calm and gentle as well. And she, she had kind of the best of both worlds in that sense where it's like, even when she was hot and fiery, she was still responsive. But when she was calm and gentle, you could essentially do anything with her. She was just chill, mm -hmm. super chill. I mean, and you could just, I mean, she was a horse that. I mean, after a while, okay, you could get on her bareback with a halter. Mm -hmm. And that that's something that I feel like our personalities mix really well with because we balanced each other so well. And we got to a point where, I mean, obviously I wasn't working with her if I showed up and I just needed, I just needed my horse time today. She'd be there for me. But if she ever had a bad day, it usually, like, I swear to God, every time it did when she had a bad day, I was having a great day when I was having a bad day she was having a great day and we we balance each other so well that I think that was a lot of our personalities just being very similar yeah that's cool yeah it was really really cool I mean we again it just it's a very we balanced mm -hmm. very well and she brought out the calm in you when she was fiery so yeah could, yeah. And, yeah and vice versa and I vice guess, versa right? yeah exactly we did it we did it on point together so she she we were on like the same wavelength yeah. just because of that. So it's really, really cool. That's beautiful. What was your, or some of your favorite memories with her? Oh my goodness. I have a couple. Well, a couple of them were she, when she was, see, I was trying to do the, there was a girl, a lady came out to do the Masterson method actually on her. And she was like, we, we were at a farm that backed up to a freeway and there was actually a semi truck that blew a tire right when I was going to catch her naturally. And every single, every single horse and every single pasture just took off where I'm like, Oh my Lanza, I'm going to be trying to catch this horse for a while. And she 
took off full speed and I'm like walking as I'm walking out there, took off full speed and was running like beeline at me full speed. And I'm like, sweet, this is, this is going to end well. And she stopped like this far apart and was like, all right, I'm ready to come in now. And I was like, okay. I had so many flashbacks of like, people can't catch this horse. But I can, like, this is just, it's, it was weird. And she just, she came in and she was like trotting, prancing next to me as I got a halter on her and she was still all fired up. And as soon as I got her right in the barn, she was like, okay, we're good now. I'm fine. I'm, I'm just good. And I was like, you know, that kind of shows a lot of her personality too. Cause I was like, she could choose to be hot and fiery right now, but she's like, no, I'm good. I want to get this, I want to get this thing done to me, mm-hmm. whatever. And she just, she calmed right down. Yeah. Um, she trusted you. She trusted, I mean, she did. She so absolutely She came did. to you like, something scary has happened, <laughs> save me. She, well, and that, that was a lot of her personality. She was like a, she was like a teenager, like, like the teenager type that was like, I want to be apart from mom and dad, but as soon as something gets scary, it's like, oh my gosh, mom and dad, help me. Like, she totally was like that, mm-hmm. you know, wants the independence, but Sometimes it wasn't quite all the way there if something was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, but she also, you know, just the memories that I have of her being able to just jump anything was, I, I'll forever hold on to those. I mean, I could, I could, I could look at any fence and be like, you got this. Any fence, any cross country jump, any, anything, anything. We'd set up fences just randomly and she, I'd know she'd jump it. I mean, she gave me, wings she could fly she could absolutely just fly and those are the memories that I really really love because she it was like being in this she was quick in the air but she was like floaty so you were like on a cloud over every single fence and it was it was just the it was just the coolest experience that sounds amazing she was amazing yeah so would you say that she helped build your confidence too had you jumped jumps that were that big before on other horses i i had but i hadn't done it consistently and she absolutely created a confidence in me that i didn't even know i had there i was like you know i'd watch people at my barn jump big fences like that and i'm like oh i wish i could do that someday i'm like but there's no way i'm too timid you know and my biggest fear was always distance. I could I could jump the jump, but I had to get the distance. So if it was in like a grid or something, some kind of a gymnastic, I could do it just fine. But when it came to just finding a distance, I was like, I, I chickened out every time. And I tried so hard to just do it like off the pole work mm-hmm. or something like that. And I, I just never, I never got there. And eventually I trusted her to start picking distances that I couldn't see because I could see some of them, mm-hmm. but there were some that I was like, you know, if I chickened out, she's like, no, 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 we're not going to chicken out. We're going. And I'm going to let you know, like, you're okay. And she would find her distance every single time that I questioned it, she would find it. And it's almost like she knew when I didn't quite know the distance and she would get there. And it really helped me today because I was able to then see it when she did it. And so we would get her distances and they work. And then now 
it's like you, I could, I, I eventually got to a point where then I was seeing them, even if she was getting there, mm-hmm. I would just let her do it because I knew she wasn't going to do it incorrectly mm-hmm. every, cause every single time it never failed. She would always find a distance when I didn't. Mm-hmm. And that created a huge confidence boost for me because I now can see distances better than I've ever been able to see distances. Yeah. So it was that it helped me really, really strive in the hunter jumper world because I wasn't going higher because of the distances, Mm -hmm. literally because of the distances. So I, I feel like I was able to grow a lot after trusting her to just do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I can see how that would happen. That your confidence would be boosted. Oh, for sure. By her filling in for you, sort of. And then, yeah. Well, it's kind of what you were talking about earlier, too, on in an emotional level. Yeah. If you were having a rough day, she mm-hmm. was there for you. Mm-hmm. And vice versa. Yeah, If she exactly. was having a rough day, you were there for her. Right. Well, and it's a huge, it's a huge balance thing, too. Like, you know, I was talking about earlier how we just, we balance each other so mm-hmm. well. If I can't get it, she did. Mm-hmm. And if she couldn't do it, I could. You know, should we... We both literally polar opposites on some things, but still on the same wavelength. Yeah, what a partnership. It was, it was like something I'd never had before. Mm-hmm. Do you think you will ever have that again? I think it's possible. I truly believe in my heart that she sent Sophie to me, my Dutch warm blood. I was not looking for her. I knew at some point I wanted to buy another horse um but I wasn't quite there because I still had my I had my thoroughbred my younger thoroughbred she's five um but I I knew I wanted to to get you know something that was a little further along and just keep her as my project um but I wanted to wait a little bit I think I wanted to wait probably till like you know maybe this summer like maybe starting next spring or something like that but yeah all of a sudden, I just get this notification from you know, a friend of mine who was like, hey, so this, this warm blood's for sale. And I'm like, don't, don't, no, I'm not, no, no. <laughs> so, but I, I just like, couldn't even help myself. I'm looking at her. And so um, a friend of mine and I just decided, all right, let's go look at her. We drove to Omaha, Nebraska and back in a day. Wow. Crazy. I don't know. I, <laughs> I have no idea. But I... I I was looking at her, I'm like, there's something just kind of pulling me towards her. And I was talking to, you know, the the person that, that owned her and just said just some of the most amazing things about her and was talking about her. And I'm like literally hearing her ass in the back of my head as I'm hearing her talking about her. I'm like, what is going on right now? I'm like, I wasn't even looking for this horse. I'm like, I don't, where did she come from? Mm-hmm. And... I think maybe if I do have it again, my guess, if I had a guess, if it, it, it would be her. Mm-hmm. Because of the circumstances of you finding her when yeah. you weren't even looking. Mm-hmm. I wasn't uh-huh. looking for her. Uh-huh. She just, she, she, she found she, you. She found me. Right. And that's kind of what they do. They find yeah. you. Yeah. You know, and I, I also, she's the one that, you know, she, she I did get her. She's still a little green. She's, she's finished in a lot of, you know, basic aspect but you know when it comes to just like kind of more mechanical stuff she's a little bit more green but she when I'm working with her and something doesn't work I'm like what did I do with Raz and I do it with her and it works it has it is fail proof 
through at least up to today it's mm-hmm. failproof so every time every time that i think about what i did with Raz, it worked with sophie every time mm-hmm. and so i have a feeling that you know if i have it again like i said i think it'll be i think it'll be her how long have you had sophie now i just got her at the end of march or, yeah so end of march yeah so just a couple months, months yeah. yeah so we're still so kind of getting used to it. Well, and especially it takes so much to earn a mare's trust. Oh my goodness sakes. Like it. <laughs> they say it takes a year with any new horse. I, yeah. Yeah. I mares, it's like two. I know. That's what I was just saying. Like how in the world? I'm like, cause, cause I know that she, her and I have a really, really special connection, but she, she still sometimes every once in a while seems a little bit hesitant to trust me on something else. And so I think, I mean, I know she's getting there, but it, again, it takes time. You know, she, yeah. she, she'll get there. She absolutely will get there. And plus she's still, you know, she's still a little green. She needs, she needs some more. So I think once I, you know, keep working with her, she'll, she'll get there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think even if you feel that instant connection in the sense of the way you felt with Sophie, that she found you, you know, yeah. that it was meant to be. Mm-hmm. It well, still takes had... a while to develop oh, that absolutely. heart horse bond. Absolutely. Well, and I had That's such it. a unique connection with her on our first ride. I had driven out, what was that when we were in Omaha? And I drove out there to put a ride on her and drive home. But mm-hmm. we, uh, I, when I rode her, it was like, I mean, I just was like instantly connected with her. And even the people that, you know, on that farm were like, you ride her so well. Like it was just, it was just like a very, very unique bond right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my God, I want horse. <laughs> <laughs> You're so, like, okay, I wasn't even looking, but this is the one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and you know, the friend of mine that had gone with me, you know, in the car on the way home, like, I mean, she was, she was with me through, you know, all of us. When I got her back, I had already been, you know, she was the one that was, you know, down at the other farm with me, and she told me in the car on the way home, she's like, I have seen you ride God knows how many horses up to today. She goes, I've never felt Raz the way that I felt her with you today. Mm. And I was like, okay, that kind of just, like, kind of did, like, a light bulb click in my head, like, I wonder if this is what's what's going on, because I knew, like, after last I was talking to, you know, Michelle, mm-hmm. she was like, they'll come back. Mm-hmm. they'll come back then they'll find you mm-hmm. and I'm fairly certain that that's exactly what happened <laughs> yeah oh that's so cool yeah I had a similar experience though um after losing my horse Elena I went and looked at some foals and Aww. I was like it'd be fun to raise a foal and I don't for whatever reason after losing my hard horse I didn't feel like ri- getting a riding horse yeah she had been my home and I was yeah. riding other horses, and I was enjoying that, but I was, I don't know, I was not ready to commit to right. the bond and the horse I would ride right away. It's tough. So I thought, okay, well, we'll look at the foals, you know. Yeah. I'm not, probably not going to get one, but I'll look. Probably just going to look. <laughs> and she got, I see her video, and I'm like, oh, God, <laughs> here goes. I just loved her already. Yeah. You know, just everything about her personality, the way she moved. And then I saw her in person, and she was hiding behind her mom, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to work for me. Like, I don't do... I I can be fine with a horse that's shy, but that would not be my next hard horse. Yeah. And I 
they were like, no, 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 she just hasn't been handled much. She's still young. She's only yeah. a month old. They pretty much let him grow up on a pasture, which is so healthy for him. Yeah, for sure. But they were like, okay, so bring her into a stall. And they're like, you want to go in there? I'm like, sure. So mom and the baby are in the stall, and I just start scratching her withers. And she starts trying to groom me. Oh, like, my goodness. Like, we just met. She's five <laughs> weeks old. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, oh, okay, God. here goes. You just chose me, didn't you? <laughs> and I remember telling them that day after watching her move in person, I said, whoever gets her should do dressage with her. This filly is such a dancer. Oh, you know, they're not all equally talented or like it, you know? Yeah. And I could just tell that. Um, so definitely kind of that sense of this horse just choosing me, isn't isn't she? Yeah, yeah. Well, and that's kind of like what you, you go through. It's like a, once they choose you, you know it. Hmm. You absolutely know it because it's, you don't want to have to force that connection. Right. And every time that they choose you, it never feels forced. And you feel like you, you can't not have them. Oh, I know. Right. Like, it's like, how do you, how do you let that go? Right. <laughs> yeah. So I don't want to dwell on it, but you've alluded to the fact that you no longer have res. Yeah. You want to share a little bit about what happened? So she, it was in January of 2019 when the weather was just horrific. It was negative 50, negative 60 degrees without the wind chill. Mm. And she colicked. And I was at a barn where the barn manager was on top of her game. Like, they were so organized over there. They had a really strict regimen. And... Even like, I think, I think she was there a couple of days a week doing chores, but there was a vet tech that was doing chores in the morning and she actually worked at the same clinic that I use mm-hmm. and they do, they put them out in the morning. They all have their hands on every horse in the morning and they do routine checks throughout the morning, throughout the afternoon. And that barn manager, she would text you if you if she needed something like you know you know if your horse like you maybe needed butte or something she'd be like hey are you good if I give you know your horse butte or stuff but if she ever called you something was wrong and I was at work and I had been I think I was like two or three months into my new job and I get a phone call and I look down and it's my barn manager I'm like oh crap I'm like what's going on and I answer the phone she's like Raz is calling. I have the vet on the way out, but I need you to, I need you to come out here. I'm like, oh, okay. And I already had an immediate sense that something was not right, but I just tried to just, you know, keep as positive of attitude as I could, just be as optimistic as possible because, you know, you just never know with colic, it could go any direction. Mm-hmm. And so I went, I drove home, I put on every layer of clothes that I had and it was so cold, like my phone, like would not hold the battery. I went from like a hundred percent to zero. It, I could not, like if the vet was trying to call me, I had nothing. If anybody was trying to call me, I had nothing. And the, I, I get there and I'm like, I'm just low-key I'm like, there's, there's a couple of vets. I'm really just hoping that they were, cause I didn't know who they called. Mm-hmm. Um, and I showed up and it was, it was one of the vets that I was just like praying that was going to be there because she's just so amazing. And she didn't, and Raz didn't have, I mean, she had like the normal gut sound. She didn't have a ton of reflux. She didn't really have much of a temperature. I mean, she was like, it seemed like a very minor colic case. And so I'm like, okay, at least this is workable. So, um, 
I had start so the vet left and said you know just kind of watch her you know once she's good you can throw her back in her stall just keep an eye on her whatever and she said you know otherwise if she doesn't get better if you want to do surgery bring her right to the U otherwise take her to the clinic okay so the vet leaves and about 15 minutes later I'm hand walking her and she's dragging me to lay down like, okay mm-hmm. we're gonna go to the clinic mm-hmm. like maybe maybe she just needs some heat you know because freezing cold out so Thankfully, one of the ladies that does chores out at that barn that we were at, like, she threw a trailer together. And she's like, I already got my trailer hooked up. If you want to go, let's go. So I'm like, all right, let's go. So we took her to the clinic, and we had her on a bolus IV for, you know, the entire, I think the entire day she was there. And she was burning through pain meds in about 15 minutes. And that was that was difficult mm-hmm. for me, um, seeing her burn through it that quickly and so she was kind of she was getting a little bit more stable and towards you know later afternoon early evening and she was kind of getting her personality back she was getting you know kind of getting really just kind of her sassy self and she was just walking around hanging out just wanted to you know kind of be back in your you know back in cuddle space again and then Kind of by later later evening, she started to go back downhill again, and so we just decided to pull an ultrasound out. And so the vet that does ultrasound then came out to the clinic and did it, and she looked at me and was like, you know, I don't really know how to tell you this, but she said she just has about a 25% chance to make it through the night. Mm. And I I didn't really know how to process it at that point. I was I was there by myself at the time, and I was like... I don't even know if I want to, I don't know if I want to even do, oh, do I just put her down right now? And, you know, she actually talked me out of it. She said, she said, if this was my horse, I'd give her the night because you're never going to know if she was in that 25%. Yeah. And she goes, at least she has, she's, she has a chance. She has, she has some, somewhat of a chance. And so I'm like, okay, we'll do it. So we kept, so there's a tech that came and stayed with, stayed, stayed, um, stayed with her overnight. And in the morning, the vet called me and said her temperature was through the roof and she didn't even have the tube all the way down to take reflux and she filled three buckets of reflux and they had to give her they had to sedate her because of how much pain she was in so that was you know that morning was pretty tough but she you know i knew at that point i knew i had done everything that i could and i'm i'm more i'm very grateful that she was able to spend her last days with me so that's that's something that I just kind of hang on to. Like she, yes, I didn't have as much time with her as I wish I would have had, but that was her time, and that's okay. And she still spent her last days with me, and I'm like, that's that's where I'm just kind of like, okay, I'll settle with that. Yeah, at least you got her back. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and that's I'm very okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry, but yeah. I'm so glad that you did. Yeah, back. I am so I'm so happy that yeah. you know at least I can look back on that and be very grateful that like all the work that I put in looking forward to finding her again, like I it, it did. I I got to spend a good amount of time with her, and she she put me on a confidence level during that phase of my life that I didn't have with the gelding that I had. Mm-hmm. Like yes, I was still. I was still a confident writer, but I, I didn't have the same kind of confidence that I had when I was on her. 
Mm-hmm. And she brought that back into me and instilled that back into me. So I, for that, I'm very, very grateful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have any advice for others about hard horses? I do. So, well, hard horse in general, or if you really see a hard horse. Either way. Either way. Well, if you have them, if you have one, and they're still around, just just really love on that connection. Appreciate that connection. And understand, like, that connection and that relationship versus what happens when you get on any other horse because it's such a special bond you guys are on the same wavelength 100% of the time and I that's that's something that's like you almost you almost like have a hard time like not taking it for granted but you have to still appreciate like the really small things that you should get from it too yeah and I think if you lose your hard horse you you may want to quit but don't it's I was I was done I threw my hands up and I said, I'm done. I don't ever want to ride again. And I, I didn't. I didn't go back out there. I freelaced my gelding out and I said, Get, I, don't want, I don't want to do this anymore. And I, had a, I actually had a trainer reach out to me about a month later and was like, hey, have you ridden at all? I said, no, I haven't. I don't want to. She said, keep grieving but when you're ready you need to go back out and ride again and she said if you need to come here and you need to ride she goes we'll get you a horse that you can ride she goes but you cannot quit because if you quit that is an insult to everything that she taught you and I was like okay that's a whole different perspective that like I probably wasn't ready to hear at the time yeah but it pushed me to really get back on because then at that point I wasn't getting back on a horse because I wanted to, but I was doing it because over my dead body, I was going to do an insult to everything that she taught me. And it was so true because even when I got back on, it was like, I still didn't really enjoy it as much. I wanted her to be in the other end of my ring and she wasn't and she never will be, but it was, it was a little bit easier to transition back into it, doing it for her than just doing it for myself. Mm -hmm. And eventually it got to a point where now I can be like, I want to ride and I want to ride. I want to do this. This is where I'm supposed to be. And I think that for anybody else that has to go through that, if you don't want to just for some, just some, somehow find, find a reason to do it for that horse because eventually you will want to and it's 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 a tough transition but find a way to at least be there even if it's not to ride even if it's by a fool right? <laughs> like find a way to have a connection again because it's yeah. like it's it's not going to be the same but it's going to be it's still going to be very special because as soon as you get a connection with another horse that May even be maybe not even close to what you had with your hard horse, but maybe something that's very, you know, unique or different. It's so rewarding and it's so comforting to be able to have that kind of a connection again that you've just been missing for so long, and it literally it just like your heart can finally just rest. Yeah, and it's 
it's pretty incredible. Like that moment when a horse comes running up to you. Or, yeah. Or just quietly puts their head in your space. Exactly. Or licks your hand or whatever it is. And, yeah. All the various yeah. ways that they show that they trust us, that they love us. Yeah. Each of those is a gift. Exactly. And it might not be the full bond that you had with your hard horse, but I agree. Like, nothing helps you heal more than feeling those little pieces. Exactly. And I think for me, and I I don't know if this is the way for everybody, but a lot of it, like, yes, she, specifically Raz, had a huge piece to do with me just not really wanting to have anything to do about it. But at the same time, you're 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 missing a connection you're missing a bond and when you get a connection again it it kind of helps everything else resonate just a little bit better and a connection is is something that you can't you can't take it for granted because at when you have it it just you can settle this a little bit more and i think that was a piece that i was really missing and once i re like reinstated a connection with another horse it was like yes this isn't Raz but it's its own unique connection and it's very very rewarding to be able to have it again mm-hmm. so I think it's definitely it's it's worth it to at least keep trying until you find something mm-hmm. I agree yeah I think giving your heart to another animal after losing one is very difficult because you don't, you know what you're risking. You know that at some point you'll lose them. You know Absolutely. that grief will come. But at the same time, as they say, grief is that love without being able to give it. To exactly. The one you love. Well, and it's so, if you, if you go through that kind of a pain, that means that you were lucky enough to be able to love something that much. Yeah. And like that enough is just so, you be so thankful for yeah. I love that. I think this is definitely something we should all take with us to the animals that we have. Appreciate the connection that we have with them. The trust they have in us. And how they're making us, how they're improving us. Yeah, as exactly. Exactly. And as writers. For sure. Well, thank you so much for sharing. Of course. I love sharing that story. <laughs> <laughs>